Today in the Journey with Steve DeWitt, a reminder to stay connected to the vine. Without daily connection and walking by the power of Jesus through the Spirit, you can do nothing. In fact, you atrophy. Our spiritual lives are dynamic, like a growing plant or a growing tree. The resources that he provides are what keep me spiritually alive. Plants naturally stay connected to their roots or vines and bear fruit. But as children of God in a fallen world, we need a reminder from time to time to stay rooted in Christ. Welcome to The Journey with Steve DeWitt. Today, Pastor Steve is encouraging us to stay connected to our vine, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the conclusion of a message called, If the Root is Good, the Fruit is Good. And you can hear the full message online at thejourney.fm. But right now, here's Pastor Steve with today's lesson. Now, as we get into the, what he's saying here, let's identify the what's and the who's okay? So who is the vine? Who is the vine dresser? What does it mean to bear fruit? And who are the branches? I am the vine. This is the easy one, class, okay? I am the vine. Who is he, who is he describing himself, okay? okay? If the root is good, the fruit is good. And Jesus is the good, true root of the people of God. He is the true vine. Now, who is the, ESV says, vine dresser? I'm gonna guess most of you have never said that word in your entire life. That is not a common word for us. But notice he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Okay, so this is God the father. This is triunity here. He is saying that I'm the vine God the Father is the farmer. He is the vineyard owner. He is the master gardener who cares for the health of the vine. Now, who are the branches? This is also uh, fairly obvious. The branches here are genuine Christians. Who is or what is the fruit? Here's the key. This is the whole point of the whole illustration. The fruit for us is spiritual evidence of spiritual life in us. The fruit is the evidence that we are actually connected to the vine. This is saying that spiritual fruit is the evidence that I'm connected to the vine, that I am under the grace of God, that I am connected to the life and the vibrancy of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit, I might add, which will always produce blossoms, and fruit on my branch. Now, with that said, okay, so we've laid out who's what and what's what here. Let's look again now at what Jesus is saying. Verse one, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it might bear more fruit. This is an illustration. Every single one of those disciples who are listening, they could understand this. They didn't have to go, I'm kind of confused about the pruning thing. No, they all got it. They all understood that you have to, you have to prune. 
And these dead branches have to also be taken away. The presence of the dead branches, while maybe connected physically to the vine, not connected internally to the vine, they are dead weight on the plant. They, they're taking up space. It's gotta be cleared away for that vine to become all that it can be. Who is Jesus here describing as fruitless branches? These are people who are around Jesus. They're around the things of God and gospel ministry. They are near to Jesus. Indeed, they appear to be connected to Jesus. But in reality, they are not. They are fruitless branches. They are dead branches, no matter how much they resemble actual true branches. And this should be a very sobering consideration for us, that you can appear to be a branch, but not be connected to the life and the vitality of Jesus Christ. Guaranteed, here in this room, we have dead branches, okay? How many? I don't know. God's the judge, not me. To realize that that is that was the case amongst Jesus' 12, and that is the case in every single church that has ever existed. And I want you to be asking the question, is it me? Am I connected actually to the life and the vitality by the Holy Spirit through the gospel, the power of Jesus? Am I a genuine Christian? Because the story here shows that there's really only two types of people. You have dead branches that are taken away, and later he's gonna say burned in the fire, and you have good branches that are pruned. That's the only two choices. You're either dead and being taken away or being pruned all the time in your life. Now, we all would maybe wish for a third option, but this is the reality. You're either one or the other. Verse two, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Okay, so you have the kind of cutting that is taking away the dead branches, and then you have the kind of cutting that is actually a pruning. Okay, a pruning. Pruning is also gardening 101. You gotta do a little bit of pruning, you know, snip, little snip here, little dead head there, a little kind of taking care of the plant or the tree. You've probably done that yourself. And isn't this a wonderful illustration of how God, he cares so much for us and he is so committed to us bearing fruit to his glory that he will prune and snip and nip and deadhead and bring a little bit of pain and sometimes a lot in order for this branch that is me connected to Jesus to bear much fruit for his glory. And so I want you to see it. Can, can you think about the trial that you're in right now from this perspective? or the pain that's in your life, to realize that God never wastes a prune or a snip, that he is doing something with that, that he loves you. There's a goal in mind, and that means that pain in your life is never meaningless. Now, we gotta trust the, that God's doing that because we don't see it ourselves, and it hurts. But branch, God is the master pruner. This is not the easy path. This is not the, the pain-free path. No, he loves us so much that not only does he connect us to the vine, but our whole life, snip, 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 to bear more glory for him. And so 
I just want to encourage you, dear church, view your suffering theologically and see the purpose of God in it. Jesus is our vine. In fact, for the branches, it's all about the vine. It's all about him. But again, you are either a dead branch or a branch being pruned. Those are the two options. Now you might say, well, what is my role here in this exactly? What what am I to do? This is now verse four, famous verse in the Bible. Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. It means that God has upon our faith in Christ as Savior spiritually connected us forever to the saving benefits of Jesus. And therefore, our call is to abide there. Verse four, again, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide, unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. So what's the key to bearing fruit here? It is this vital, vibrant connection to the life of Christ. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We don't realize how dependent we are. How dependent we are upon Jesus every day. We live our life in self-sufficiency. I can do this, I'm gonna do that. And we're not even aware that it is this fiber of connection to the life of Jesus that is keeping my faith alive. I was thinking about this whole illustration and again thinking if Jesus was here or living in our modern world, how he might illustrate this by something that we actually feel dependency on. And so I'm gonna just sort of use a sanctified imagination here and give how I think Jesus might illustrate this with electricity. What happens when the power goes out? There's been a break. My house is no longer connected to the power plant. And without that, the house goes dead. Stay connected to me, and I'll stay connected to you. I provide the power, you receive the power. Connected to me, your spiritual house stays warm. Disconnected from me, you can do nothing. So let's bring this all together now with some application. And I'm gonna do the application with three questions. Here's the first one. And it's the obvious one. Am I a true branch or not? Am I a true branch or am I a dead one? The point is this, is that spiritual fruit is the evidence of actual saving faith, of spiritual life. It's not the aisle you went down when you were 10. It's not the fact that you're a member of this church. It's not the fact that you came to church today or any of these things. No, the evidence of true spiritual salvation is fruit in our life. It is, again, not proximity to Jesus, not being around other true branches. It's not being in the vineyard. It is connection to Jesus by faith. It is so easy to look Talk, walk, act like a Christian. Maybe you grew up with it. You know the deal. You know what to say, the buzzwords and all of that. You fit into the culture very simply. But in your heart, are you actually saved or not? You say, well, how do I know? 
the point of this is look at your life. What evidence is there in your life of the kind of transformations? And we're gonna get more into more of this next week, okay? But the gospel and connection to the power of Jesus changes us, and it must. So the question is, am I connected by personal faith in Jesus Christ to the life and the vitality of Jesus? Have I trusted truly and put my hope and faith in his death on the cross for my sins? Do I believe that by the power of God he walked out of that tomb resurrected on the third day? Am I a follower of Jesus? And this is part of my burden as a pastor is that, again, as I said earlier, I know that we have people here who are acting, talking, but are a dead branch. And someday, when you die, the truth is gonna come out. And the call of this, the reason Jesus shares this and the reason I'm sharing this is that in the power of God, he makes the dead branches alive. And he can do that for you today. And you say, what do I do? Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's called regeneration for a reason. The dead thing becomes an alive thing. And you, the dead branch, today can become alive if you will put your faith and trust in him. And I urge you to do that. Become an authentic follower of Jesus. Give up the show. Connect to Jesus. Second question, and this is also at the heart of the story. Am I maximizing my potential connection to the spiritual life of Jesus. One of the things that this story and this illustration highlights is, again, that our spiritual lives are dynamic. And I think in some ways, uh, the doctrine of eternal security, wrongly taught often, has placed a lot of evangelical Christians into this sort of like, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, I'm just sort of, I'm chilling. Wrong, okay, wrong. You are either growing or you are atrophying. You are either bearing more fruit or you are bearing less fruit. Are you stagnating? Are you growing? Our lives are like that. And the urging here in this this text is that we would be conscientious about the fruit in our life and have the desire of God to bear more and more of it. Do you wanna bear more fruit in 2023 than you did in 2022? Are you prayerful about how God might work in your life and do exciting things in your life that you have not yet seen him do? Do you think that God can do that? And is there a connection to a kind of power that can change who you are? I say yes. His name is Jesus. How does Jesus provide this nourishment? Well, we are positionally connected to Jesus in salvation. We are in union with him. But this is also a matter of practice. This is where it is dynamic, where we in the course of our lives can increasingly connect to the power that Jesus provides to transform our life. How much energy are you drawing from the infinite supply of the vine? Are you trusting him to shape and form you and asking him and seeking that kind of transformation? He will do it in your life. But we have to, this is our responsibility, we have to draw from that power. We have to access it through the means that God has provided and to maximize those things. I'm glad you're at church today. This is certainly one of those ways. 
the proclamation of his word and the Holy Spirit using this in ways I don't understand in your life. So when we get done, you walk out, you go, that sermon was for me. And I, I don't even know anything, but God did something, okay? That's one example weekly of how this works. I think about when I was a kid growing up on the side of the house of, that I grew up in was the, the electrical connection. And there was this meter and I would sometimes, you know, we'd play outside or whatever, I would sometimes look at the meter and I would see this thing spinning. You know what I'm talking about? In the meter where it's, it's going round and round. And uh, you know, sometimes I would see that meter and it would be going around really fast. And I'd be like, wow, that's cool, it's going around fast. Now I look at that and I would think, this is costing me a fortune. <laughs> and frankly, my last NIPSCO bill was a small fortune. Amen to that, anyone? So you can either be drawing a lot or a little power. And spiritually, the same thing is true. That we have the opportunity, by the means of grace, to draw much power from God or little. And to ask the question, how fast is your meter spinning? Slow. Okay. Just a little. Just enough to get me by. Or perfectly. Are you drawing more and more power from the Lord? I wonder if you might look at this illustration and be inspired to prayerfully ask God for a fast-spinning meter. God, provide to me, through Jesus, what my spiritual life needs. I don't want to be a little fruit bearer. I want to be a much fruit bearer. Please help me. Provide what I need. I believe God would answer that prayer. Because the vitality is there. The vine is good. Is the wine good? Is the fruit good in your life or not? Now I'm gonna pause right now and very lovingly and gently speak through the camera to our very large online audience. Clearly one of the ways that God provides spiritual strength to us is through our presence and active participation in a local church. And I'm so glad that you're listening today. If I could reach through there and give you a hug, I would. I say this with every bit of love and care for your spiritual life that I can. But in this illustration, the online experience is like one little fiber through the internet to your family room and phone, where you are drawing, and I hope today is a blessing to you, but there are all kinds of fibers and so much more that God can and will provide that the online experience does not provide. And most of that has to do with the dynamic spiritual uh, effect of participating in the life of a local church, in the mission of the church, the people of the church, ministering to one another. And you can't do that in the family room. You can do it here and throughout the week. And I say this with just a desire to speak faithfully the text to the people that listen to me and to invite you into a faster spinning meter and to invite you back into the presence and proximity of the people of God. And I would urge you to think about that and to pray about that.
Now I say that, and you know another thing that's true is that you can sit right here all, you know, 52 Sundays a year, and basically it's the same thing. Where you have a fiber, okay, the pulpit is a fiber coming to you. Hopefully you're being blessed by it. It is a part of the nourishment that God provides, and we love it, amen. But it, there are all other, kinds of other ways and, and fibers that connect us to the vine that bring nourishment and vitality to our spiritual lives that go beyond what this is. And I would urge you in the room, just like I just did to the family rooms, that you would say, God, I want to bear much fruit. I want maximum connection to the vitality and the life of Jesus. I want to take new steps in 2023. I want more fruit this year than I've ever had in my life. I want it to be the best year yet in my spiritual life. And to realize that one, not all, but one of the main things is the whole thing that the local church is. It's other people. It's serving, giving, loving, all of these things. Pathways into the life of the church of going deeper and broader and bigger and better. Do you want that? Do you want that in your life? Because I guarantee you, the owner of the vineyard wants it. He wants it for you. Okay, in conclusion, verse eight. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Again, that final question, do you share God's passion for fruit in your life? How do we know God cares about this? Well, or I should say, how do we, how do we know if we share that passion? One of the ways we know is how we respond when God comes with his pruning snips. How do we respond to that bitterness, anger at God? Or can we say like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but your will be done. God, use this in my life that I might become more Christ-like. Use this in my life that I might bear more fruit for you. Use this in my life to connect me to the vine. I want you to think about that this week, in the course of your week, in the ups and the downs, the challenges, the blessings, can you view this week in your life through the grid of this illustration and see a master gardener who is nourishing you and snipping you and seeking to bear much fruit through you for his glory and for your good? Amen. Amen. May we bring glory to God and experience the goodness he has in store for us. You're listening to The Journey with Steve DeWitt and the conclusion of a message titled, If the Root is Good, the Fruit is Good. It's from the Upper Room series. If you missed the first two segments of this message, you can replay them online at thejourney.fm or subscribe to our podcast. Well, as we learned today, life is a journey, and it's vital to stay connected to our Creator and Sustainer. And that's why each day on The Journey, we share God's Word with listeners around the country through the radio and the web, enabling them to nurture their connection with Jesus Christ or even discover him for the very first time. But as a listener-supported program, we couldn't do it without you. The journey relies in part on the financial gifts of generous friends like you, which allow us to share the truth of the gospel to listeners all around the world. So would you consider giving today? You can call 844-7-JOURNEY. That's 844-756-8763. Or give online at thejourney.fm. And to express our gratitude for your gift today, we'll say thanks by sending you a book by best-selling author and pastor John MacArthur. It's titled The Upper Room, 
Jesus' parting promises for troubled hearts. In the upper room, Pastor MacArthur takes us back to the night before Jesus' crucifixion and reveals the glorious hope we have in Christ. This is Vintage MacArthur, an exposition of the text that resonates with the devotion to the Lord and love for God's people. Of the text that resonates with devotion to the Lord and love for God's people, calling us to know and love the one who loved us to the end. You can request your copy of this excellent book when you call 844-7-JOURNEY. That's 844-756-8763. Or when you give online at thejourney.fm. And while you're there, be sure to sign up to receive updates from The Journey. Just scroll to the box at the bottom of the page and then enter your name and email. Well, I'm your host, Tim Svoboda. So glad to have you with us today. Come back tomorrow when Pastor Steve shares another message about the benefits of staying connected to Jesus. That's Tuesday on The Journey. Today's program was produced and furnished by Bethel Church in Crown Point, Indiana.